Morning guys, how you doing? It's Wednesday and you're back for another episode of Awesome Economics. All things money, investing and how to increase your financial IQ. On today's show, we're going to be talking about how to budget like Deadpool, as well as then looking at the very end, I've got an awesome little fill recommends for you, something that I did this weekend that I think you're going to find helpful and hopefully help you out with all your financial needs as well. Cool, right, let's get cracking. So, I was having a chat with my dad the other day and he mentioned that he'd watched Deadpool, you know, the, the, the comic book movie, Ryan Reynolds, Red Leotard, and basically he's just killing everyone, but he does it in a very comedic fashion, which is actually what I like. So then after he'd mentioned this, I thought, all right, I'll, I'll go back and I'll have a look. I'll, I'll, I'll watch Deadpool again, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Now, while I was watching Deadpool, I had a very strange thought, and just, just go with me on this one. I started thinking, superheroes must be incredibly good with their money, because just, just think about them. They get through clothes on like a daily basis, and not to the point that they take them off and put them back on. They ruin them. Think about the Hulk. Think about Wolverine. Think about Deadpool, Spider-Man, Batman. Whenever they have a fight, they are just constantly ripping clothes. They can't use them again. They need to buy new ones. Also, this is, an, this is obviously a big thing that we all know, every superhero is absolutely ripped to shreds, right? Just muscles bouncing off of muscles. And I'm, I, just, I, I was there and I was thinking, I was like, their gym membership must be phenomenal. Same as, you know, supplements their personal trainers, and the amount of chickens that they eat. I was like, wow. Superheroes must be the best people with their money. Therefore, by definition, they must be the best people with their budgets. So that brought me on on to today's episode, which is how to budget like Deadpool. How to budget like a superhero. Now, the unfortunate thing with budgeting, everybody thinks budgeting is really boring. Now, I'm the person that's going to change that. So I used to have a pre, I'd call it a pre-misconception, because I don't have it anymore, and it wasn't correct, that budgeting was, I used to imagine it was some old guy sat in an office that was very dusty with loads of paper around him, basically telling you how to not spend your money and you're you're being irresponsible. And that's not true. Budgeting is actually a great thing that will mean you can do so much more with your money and it'll take away all the worries about money as well. Now, that's one of the biggest things we're going to talk about on today's episode is actually taking away the worry of money because I think that's something that's going to, it robs a lot of people of sleep and also just mind space and time with their kids or times with their family, their loved ones. It takes that all away. Um, and I think that's actually, that's really, really sad. So what is budgeting? Budgeting by definition is the ability to allow or provide a particular amount of money in a budget. Doesn't really tell you anything, does it? Doesn't tell you anything at all. Now, why budgets matter has a much bigger implication for young adults going on to young professionals, going on to the working generation than what you might think. When you think of budgeting, you just think, oh, it's a simple thing and you're just talking about money and how you can how you can be better with it and how you can not spend it and live below your means, etc. etc. But it actually has a much wider context. A recent survey by, it was the Student and Money Survey, it surveyed 
2,300 students who were at university from years one to four. Um, And within that, 84% of those 2,300 students that were surveyed actually said that worrying about they they talked about they worried about making end meets. So eight people out of every ten at university worry about trying to make ends meet, make their money work for them, actually make sure they've got enough money for the month ahead. Now that's a real problem when you think about the wider context because worrying is a problem that can very quickly lead on to mental health issues like anxiety, depression, so, yeah, budgeting has a much bigger context than what you might think. And I think it's something that, that, that we're probably not giving enough time to. To be honest, trying to get university students just to do the work that they're there to do is hard enough anyway. So actually trying to introduce something that would be uh, they would want to do themselves or would be optional that would actually help them, I'm not really sure that's going to work. But just knowing that this is actually the case and more people are talking about money, like this podcast means that more people can start to get a grip of what's happening, know in a wider context about money, and then really start to take the reins on their own financial education as well as their own finances and get it back in check. So that's enough of talking about what budgeting is, why it's a problem, and how we think that superheroes are the best people for budgeting. Going to give you a few tips here. These are all tips that, that I found super, super helpful that hopefully you guys will as well. So, Number one, don't guess anything, right? So to get a real understanding of your finances and where you are and then where you want to be, you need to write it all down. You get your internet banking up on your phone and you just go back exactly one month from the date that you're looking at so you'll know everything that comes out in a one-month period. And then from that, write it all down. Everything from your biggest stuff like your mortgages and your rent all the way through to the little stuff like your Netflix and your Amazon. Now, it's very, very easy to see if you haven't got enough money in your account to not pay your mortgage or not pay your rent. But the smaller stuff, like a cup of coffee here, a train journey, a night out, your Netflix membership, all those things are actually the things that usually take you over the edge. And they're the things that are going to cost you money. So just write them all down. And what I tend to do is I write down exactly what they are, how much is coming out. And then the main thing is put a date so you know exactly when they're coming out of your account as well. So yeah, that's the first thing. You just got to write everything down and track it. Second thing, this is probably the biggest piece of advice I can give, get another bank account. And I mean, you can have as many bank accounts as you want. And I mean, me personally, I, I think I have six bank accounts. I mean, I worked freelance for a while, so I needed another bank account specifically for business and then one for tax and yada, yada. But if you're a student or you know you, you have a job, and you just have one bank account, I'd really say go and get another one. You can get another bank account with the same person you've currently got a bank account with, or go and get one from anyone else. Internet banking and the fact that you can do it all on your phone or on a computer makes everything super simple anyway, so it doesn't really matter too much. So yeah, grab another bank account. Then what you want to do is, all your bills, all your, you know, the ones that you really, you know, you have to pay, get them coming out of one of your bank accounts. Doesn't matter which one of those it is, get them coming out of there. So your, your rent, your bills, um, all your standing orders, your car payments, your uh, minimum payment on your credit card, all of them come out of one bank account. And then what you do is when you get paid, you'll have a total amount that you then need to pay into the other bank account, which will cover all of your bills and everything else. 
And then that means you've got one bank account, which the money's already in there, and that covers all your bills. Let's call it your boring spending. And then what's left over is you call it your fun spending. That's what you actually have then for the month to go out, food, I don't know, buy a present for your girlfriend. Something like that is in that account. Very, very simple, incredibly effective. Number three, and this is how debt and leverage, if you're doing things like buying investments, can be very, very powerful. But if you have just been overspending and you didn't really know about credit cards, credit cards are going to creep up on you and they're just going to, you know, they're just going to track you through life. So you want to try and pay them down as quick as you can. So that's the other thing. As soon as you get paid, don't leave paying off your minimum payment on your credit card or even you know, that little bit more than just the minimum payment on your credit card. Don't leave that to the end of the month. Make that a priority to pay that off instantly. It means you're not going to get in trouble with missing payments. It also means that you can't spend it on other things and it's taken out. And you're going to get onto a good track of paying down your debt, which is a very, very good thing. And then when it comes to things later on, I don't know, you want a car, you want a house, the amount you have on a credit card isn't actually going to stand against you. Because that's one thing a lot of people don't know. When you apply for a mortgage, the amount you have on a credit card is an amount they won't lend you. So the less you have on a credit card, the better. And then this is is another great thing. And I think it's what I kind of really enjoy this. And maybe I'm just too much of a geek. If I have excess left over, so say it's got to the end of September, I have £50 left over and then click it's October. And I know there's an excess of £50 in my account. Now, there's three things I'd really recommend doing with that money. The first thing, pay a little bit extra off your credit card. That'll be really good for you. And then it means that's a little bit less that you're having to pay the interest on. So that's my first recommendation. Second recommendation would be invest it. You could invest it in, look into investing it in a low risk fund, um, some kind of pension fund. You'll be able to you'll be able to find lots of things online now that you can invest in. It's low risk and you just want to think about compound interest. So it's not going to do anything for you probably in the next two to five years. But in 20 years, if you're just putting a little bit of amount in, a little bit of money in every time, it's going to do you a lot of good. And with that, I really like, I'm just a big believer in physical commodities, actually uh, gold and silver. And then third of all, thing to do with that little bit of excess money, And there is a reason why it's third is savings. Just stick it in your savings, leave it alone, and then it's there for a rainy day or, you know, something in particular you really want to buy. And the reason why it's third is because you actually lose 2% a year due to inflation. It's kind of that silent, that silent burglar that's stealing your money all the time. Um, So let's put it this way. The Bank of England base rate, let's call it, it's at 0.75%, but just for ease of use, let's say it's at 1%. And then inflation is actually at 3%. So if you do 3 minus 1, you end up with negative 2%. So let's say you save £100 a year, then next year the buying power is only actually £98 because of the 2% from inflation. So that's why savings is my third if you have an excess. So my Phil recommends is actually Metro Bank. Me and my partner Jess went in there at the weekend. We opened a joint account. And there's, th- this bank is just doing things correctly. They seem to have taken banking and also personal face-to-face banking out of the Stone Age. Now, I've got four reasons why they I just think they're a great place to go. So number one, loads of staff and they're open on a Sunday. So you can go in and they've just got like, just loads of people there to serve you and help you out. It seems like somebody's always wanting 
to sort of like come over and help. And, you know, if, if you're speaking to somebody anyway, there's like another person you could speak to that, you know, there's loads of them around. That's fantastic. And they're open on a Sunday and they're open late. So that's fantastic. All the times that you're like, oh, I can't get to the bank because I was at work. These guys are like, oh, well, why don't we just stay open later? And then people can come to us after work. And they do that. Smart, simple, fantastic. That is a tick in my book. They do same-day cards. So me and Jess went in there. We were like, right, cool. Can we open a joint bank account? Because we want to stick all of our bills in one account. And they all come out of there. Makes everything nice and simple. Um, And you sign up for it. And then 20 minutes later, they literally go, there you go, there's your card. You can go and use that now. Fantastic. You don't have to wait a couple of weeks to actually, you know, to use it. Um, this will be very, this bank will be super popular with anybody who is an animal lover because they let dogs in. They have dog biscuits for your dogs and dog bowls everywhere. It's, again, just simple, but great. And also, it's just a nice environment to be around if there's dogs there. I mean, dogs are, by definition, they're calming if you stroke them. So you have a calm environment because they're in it. Yeah, awesome. And then, this is this is another one. It's just a little thing, but I, I just thought it was great. You know, you've got those coins around your house and you've probably got a pot. If you're, and this isn't me being sexist, but if you're a guy, you've just got, a, I've probably got three pots just around the house that have just got coins in them. Just two peas, one piece, five peas, all that stuff that you take them out of your pocket and just leave them somewhere and they just end up piling up. Now, you can go into this bank, put your card in, into this machine, and then just dump all your two peas. And then it just puts the, the, the amount, it counts out all the money, and then it puts that amount into your account. Oh, again, fantastic. They are absolutely winning when it comes to banks in the UK. Nice one, Metro. I like you a lot. Cool. So, that is Awesome Economics. That is another episode done and dusted. Um, if you're listening on podcast or, you know, I'm coming to you through the ears, uh, if you head over to at awesome underscore echo, that's E-C-O, um, you can find us on Instagram. There's loads of other stuff that I throw out there. I hope you enjoyed the episode. hope you have an awesome Wednesday and I'll see you next week. Nice one. Nice one.